This is the Roden Fellows Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roden Fellows Podcast from the seventh class of Fellows. I'm your host, Cameron Jackson, a journalism major at North Carolina A&T, home of the Aggies. And today I have the pleasure of being joined by the other two fellows, Takir George and Lawrence Goss. Takir, Lawrence, how are you guys feeling today? I'm good. I'm good. How good. about you, Lawrence? I'm, I'm also doing pretty good. Excited to be back. Um, a little fresh and rejuvenated uh, from our winter break. So I'm excited. Yes, if you guys didn't hear Lawrence, this is the first podcast back from our little break. And um, what did you guys do on your break? Takir, start with you. What did you do? Um, what did I do on my break? Um, oh, I went to Atlanta um for the celebration bowl. That was lots of fun. Um, and I got to do it with the other fellows. So um it was great going to um an event together. And I really just um took the time to rest stayed home a lot um oh and I filled out a lot of grad applications mm-hmm. Lawrence um my break was mostly uh relaxing um uh, I did end up going to a um just casually going to a house game uh, over the break and that kind of led to um some other things that we might get into later but um that and, and just kind of catching up with family and, and friends so Oh, was it the Hawks game I saw you at? Well, no, it was actually, it was one before. Um, and that kind of led to me getting um, the invitation to come to the one that we we were both at. Oh, okay. So what were you doing there? Um, So when I went to the first game, I was, because uh, I broke the the story of the uh, their partnership with Killer Mike for the uh, uh, schedule release before the season. Um, right. that is and i was um so i during that time i was in communication with the um the um hawks communication team so uh i followed up just just casually saying hey i was gonna just probably casually be at the game i love to like meet you guys in person um uh, so some stuff had ha- we we agreed and then some stuff had ha- happened so it ended up falling through but um they ended up texting me like after giving me the opportunity to to break another story um and then that kind of and the story was actually for the mlk game which is how i ended up going to that game oh that's great this is just another example of networking and you know you never know who you can meet so congratulations on that good job lawrence that's awesome so now that we're back, we have a lot to discuss. No, no, Cam, no, Cam. What did you do over the break? Oh, you did something pretty cool. What did you do? Yes, over the break, I got the opportunity to serve as a student reporter on MLK Day and interview Clint Capella after the Hawks won their game and then meet the inside the NBA crew later on that night. Super fun, cool experience. Shout out to Victoria McBride, who was a really good help in giving me that opportunity. I was really nervous, but it was really fun. So yeah, it was really fun. 
into the first topic of this podcast, and it deals with a fellow's school. So just to update everybody, um, FAMU obviously defeated Howard in last year's December, in December, the Celebration Bowl. Um, Willie Simmons, that was his first win as head coach of FAMU's football program. Shortly after, Willie Simmons got the offer to become, I'm pretty sure, the running backs head coach for Duke, and he accepted it, leaving the head coach, the head coach position at FAMU vacant. And um, there's been a little, a little bit of controversy with that because I read something on Anscape actually how there's kind of like a lack of confidence in FAMU's athletic director to find a replacement for Willie Simmons, and they are sending out basically a search team to kind of find him. Um, or her, of course, probably him, but equality. Lawrence, um, you go to FAMU. Um, any thoughts? Um, well, in terms of updates, you kind of, you know, hit it on the head pretty much. Um, so now we're just in the process of, of uh, I believe today, actually, the list of, of uh, I believe, about five candidates was leaked. Uh, I can't remember all of the names, um, but pretty much everybody on the list um, has had some type of involvement with the family football uh, department some way in the past, uh, which was kind of the issue uh, with the the first uh, recommendation um, for the replacement in terms of coming from the uh, the athletic director, which kind of raised uh, red flags and questions uh, from both uh the alumni association and, and a lot of players and students uh, currently at the school. Mm. And like, kind of what has been the reaction from, you know, family students, obviously, and the alumni association, you know, also like the AD, if you know, I know you guys are kind of close, like what's been the reaction around like the family community? Oh, uh, well, you know, a lot of players have voiced their opinions in terms of who they want uh, the coach to be a lot of them are supporting um, actually the interim head coach currently uh, being able to continue uh, on and just become the full-time head coach. Um, there are a couple others who are uh, voicing their their support of um, past um, past uh, family football staff uh, coach. Um, I can't remember his name at the moment either. Um, but all in all, you know, people are kind of just trying to, everybody always wants their their vote to to be the 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 end all uh, answer. So you know everybody's kind of just on edge waiting. Um, you know we've lost a a couple of uh, recruits that we had uh, committed um, coming in tr uh, from transfers transferring from other schools. We've lost a couple of them um, probably either due to the uh, just the Willie Willie Simmons uh, just leaving uh, or probably just the lack of urgency um, in terms of the uh, finding his replacement. So, you know, everybody's still on edge trying to, uh, because at, at FAMU it's just a standard that we had uh, set for pretty much everything in terms of um, excellence. So everybody's yeah. just kind of on edge. Um, I don't know what that, I don't know what was funny because North Carolina A&T has an, um, but it's okay. It's all right. You know what? Um, you know, we're just still on edge, just trying to make sure that we continue to push the football uh, program forward um, in terms of reaching excellence. Mm. 
Hmm. That's interesting. Funny that you have any thoughts? Sorry. (laughs) You're good. I was just going to say, funny that you mentioned um, NCAT because I also read that article on Anscape and I saw that um, the the coach for Fort Valley State, um, Sean Gibbs, he actually went to NCAT, um, but they also gave him a vote of no confidence. So, but um, what I'm really interested in is why do you guys think they gave um, Tiffany Dawn Sykes a vote of no confidence? Um the article that I read by Ken Mackin on Anscape, he said he has he thinks it has something to do with misogyny. But what do you, what about you guys, Lawrence? I'll let you answer that first, since you know you have kind of a closer connection there. Oh uh, well, you know I I think the the initial issue was um when the flag was raised about Coach Simmons leaving, uh, the alumni association they quickly came in and put together over. Um, a thousand, a hundred, I'm sorry, a hundred thousand dollars, and I probably say at least twenty-four to forty-eight hours, in support of um trying to keep him on the football staff and retain him. Um, so with that being said, the the money was still there, even though he did end up deciding to leave. And the major issue was that when um Coach Sean Gibbs was recommended um uh, by the current athletic director, um there was no communication in terms of um the the athletic association or any of the players or anything uh, from her side so it kind of it just looked like she was making her her own decision and you know uh, he was actually on the staff at North Carolina A&T in 2019 when you guys came to FAMU and then a, a big well you guys end up losing the game but uh, a big fight ended up uh, breaking out which has been said that he was um, a big influence of at the time. So uh, a lot of people weren't in support of that. So that kind of led to the, the vote of no confidence in both him and the athletic director. And I, I kind of agree um, that it's, it's a little bit of, of misogyny in there. But at the same time, the FAMU culture is kind of like that to everyone. It's kind of uh, ruthless and aggressive to everyone uh, within. So I say it's, it's a tad bit misogyny, but it's just uh, realistically just the FAMU culture. So everybody's held to a, a very high standard. And when it's uh, not something that uh, a lot of people agree with or anything, then, you know, nine times out of 10, you're going to get uh, called out about it. Well, right. So about Willie Simmons and his decision, I mean, you could argue that a running back position, a, a running back coaching position is not as prominent as a head coaching position. Well, I don't even think you can argue that. I think that's just a fact. But do you think it's the fact that he's going to be a running back coach at a PWI that made him decide to go to Duke? Because I feel like, you know, for coaches, the goal for most of them is to become a head coach, whether it's like the collegiate level, the professional level, like NFL, high school level, whatever level you're playing at. I feel like for most coaches, the goal is to become a head coach, you know, run your own team. But he had that and he left for a running back position. However, it was at a PWI. So what do you guys think about that? Like, was it, do you think it might've been a money thing or do you think he might, he thinks he might have the chance to eventually become a head coach at a PWI? Lawrence, we'll start with you. Um, his, 
I'll start by saying his overall goal um, that he stated multiple times was to become a, a power five head coach. So it's not too often that, you know, obviously there there's progression in, in any job field that you kind of look at. So in terms of, of the coaching aspect, this is kind of like the levels of progression. Um, I say maybe if he, he also could have probably found another job um, probably being like an offensive coordinator or or uh, a coordinator or play calling job at another uh, school, but I know he had um, a prior a prior job with the uh, the new head coach at Duke, which kind of led to them uh, re- kind of just rekindling that relationship, which kind of led to him uh, taking the job. So obviously he's he's probably well he's getting paid a little bit more uh, going to to Duke. And then it also gives him that experience at the the power five level, which is kind of what you need to end up becoming a head coach. Hmm. Interesting. Takir, any thoughts? Thinking back to the the celebration bowl, but now that Lawrence said the thing about him wanting to be a coach at a power five school, that makes more sense. But I didn't have any inclination that he would like he would have left FAMU that soon, especially after that big of a win. Um, so I'm just kind of shocked at that, really. Especially when was the celebration bowl? The middle of December. December. Yeah. So I'm just wondering when he got the offer, and yeah, I'm also one- wondering the money value. That is interesting. Like Lawrence, do you think he like got the offer or knew he was leaving like around the time of the celebration bowl? No, I think it was. I want to say it was after. Uh, because you know the the new coach he ended up coming in, um, and you know they're quickly trying to fill their staff, um, you know because of of like the recruiting cycle and especially at that that level of uh, of football, it's recruiting is is really everything. So you know they're trying to uh, really rekindle that. I'm sorry, uh, build up that staff uh, really quickly. But he had to, um, in terms of of waiting and time time schedules, I know he had to wait until after the new year to even accept uh, the new job just to make sure that he received all the uh, bowl game, contract bowl game, like, um, what's the, I can't think of the, the, the word, but all of the um, the monies that he kind of earned, uh, the bonuses that he kind of earned from, from winning um, the bowl games, like the swag championship and then the, the celebration bowl as well. Mm. Well, we will keep our thoughts and prayers with FAMU. Wait, I have one more thing. Um, I I had saw that um Deion Sanders said he wanted to help find the coach, and I was just wondering if y'all I saw that too. Um, I thought it was interesting because <laughs> I think he said something along the lines of like, I know coaches that understand the culture and things like that. And to some people in the HBCU landscape, Dion kind of left like a like a sour taste in people's mouths when he decided to go to Colorado. Um, but to be fair, I don't think that should I don't think that should stop him from speaking up about things like that. I mean, the fact of the matter is he did coach at Jackson State, which is a HBCU, and he also had a lot of success. So I'm sure he does know a lot of coaches that understand the culture and and would love to have that job it was just kind of like ironic to hear him say that like 
I know a coach who would want to be at an HBCU, (laughs) considering, like, he left one. But, I mean, I don't think he was wrong. It was just kind of, like, ironic. It was pretty ironic also. Uh, just I think it was about last, within, like, the last two weeks, actually, our, what was our recruiting director? um, Because, obviously, like I was saying earlier, recruiting is probably the biggest uh, thing in college football. Our recruiting director actually left because Deion Sanders offered him a a position on the staff at Colorado. So now he's at Colorado. So now we're trying to fill up a bunch of other positions other than just the head coach. Hmm, That's interesting. So, guys, graduation is upon us. Um, Any plans post-graduation? And also, before we even get into graduation, we still have, I think, about four more months left of this internship. So what are you guys most looking forward to for the duration of the Roden Fellows? I mean, I think I'm looking forward to writing and learning as much as I can. I always think about the fact that college is really the time that the only time you have to explore things before you jump into the workforce. So I'm just very grateful that I'm getting to explore these things and trying different things that I've never tried before. Um. So I'm looking forward to that for the next four months, um, making some more connections and more memories with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of along the same lines uh, as to care, you know, when we first started, um, you know, KJ and, and shout out to uh, Professor Squires, uh, they were telling us that, you know, we're going to look at our first story from uh, this summer and then look at our last story um whenever whenever that may be and then we're gonna just see a a a ton of growth and different um in terms of us skill wise and everything like that so that's probably what I'm, i'm most excited for just to continue the the growth and see where everything takes us um and also just being able to to further network and and connect with other people throughout uh the semester with new experiences yeah, same here. I definitely, definitely want to write more. I feel like personally, my writing has became like a little stagnant. So I want to see how I can kind of like take my writing to another level kind of and just kind of test the waters and play around more with more stylistic writing. So definitely looking forward to, you know, pitching more articles that are probably a little bit out of my comfort zone. Um. There any events you guys are going to coming up that you're excited about? Well, I think I think yours is is coming up first. So yeah, what 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 are you going to, Cam? I asked first, but okay. <laughs> um, what is the next event? What are you referring to? Um, the All Star Weekend. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, All Star Weekend. I am looking forward to going to All-Star Weekend. Um, I'm pretty sure it's in Indiana. So I'm going to try and pitch a story about Tyrese. Tyrese, I'm going to botch his last name. Halliburton. 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 Tyrese Halliburton. Um, It's going to be, I'm excited because that'll be like a bigger story. And then also if I actually get an interview with him, that'll be, that's straight luck. Hopefully I can do that, but. Yeah, definitely going to pitch a story with Tyrese since I'll be in Indiana and, you know, he plays for the Pacers. So I think it'll be a really good story. 
Um, yeah, I'm really excited. I've never been to Indiana, never experienced a sporting or anything like that. Cause I feel like things like all-star weekend and, you know, for the NFL, I guess it's like the pro bowl, MLB all-star, things like that. I feel like those are supposed to be more so like fun. Like they're a lot less competitive and it's more so just like a fun environment. So I feel like the stakes aren't as high, like the pressure. It's not, it's not, it's not too much of a pressure cooking situation. So yeah, I'm very excited. Um, that's coming up in February. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Probably make a lot of memories and things like that. I know. Um, I know. Me and Takir are actually gonna be um going to the Final Four, uh, for this year's NCAA tournament. So I will be going to Phoenix for the men's tournament, and Takir will be going to. Uh, I did not know it was in Phoenix. I cannot. I can't remember where the women's is. And we're Where's, it's somewhere Ohio. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> in, yeah. I didn't know the men's was in Phoenix. Yeah. Are you guys excited? I I am honestly. You know I'm a growing up. This road is gonna. He's not gonna like hearing this, but I was a Duke fan growing up. Um, neither is Quars. I was a Duke fan growing up, so um, seeing that the team is, you know, doing a a little bit good going through, growing throughout the, the year, uh, hopefully they'll they'll be there, so I can uh, be able to watch them. Oh, so do you think Duke is going to make it to? Uh, you know, they still got a little growing to do, but it's possible. It's possible. It is very possible. And Takir, how do you feel about going to the women's final four? I'm very excited. Um, since I've been getting into sports a lot, I've noticed that my TikTok is also very sporty. And most of the time it's um women's college basketball. So um I've been following stuff. Um so I'm excited to see it in person. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun, especially LSU and Iowa makes it again. That would be a really cool re um rematch. So guys, we're each entering our final year semester actually of college. <sighs> I'm gonna cry. What are you guys looking forward to in you know your last semester as a college student? Um, I can go that's first. That's tough. Go ahead. Are you sure? Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to a couple of things. First, um, I'm looking forward to um my my literary journal. Well, not my literary journal, but it feels like my child. Um, I'm looking forward to our last two issues. Um, with me, um, as the editor in chief, um, it's just something I've done almost all my years of Howard. So, um, I've grown a lot with it. So I'm excited to see how that ends up. Um, and then I'm I oh I'm excited for spring break because I'll be I'll be going to Paris for the first time so that's cool, and I'm most excited for May eleventh, twenty twenty four, and we don't have to guess what that is so. That's awesome, Lawrence. Um, I'm it's tough like I was saying, um you know kind of just knowing that my time 
at FAMU has kind of ran its course. Uh, now it's just a kind of countdown until the end. Um, knowing that I probably won't even in be in Tallahassee too much longer after graduation. So just I'm really in, instead of kind of looking at this last semester, I'm kind of excited for uh, what comes after uh, that next chapter um, of my life and, and who I'm going to uh, become. So that's kind of what I'm more so looking forward to rather than um, anything at FAMU per se. And what are your plans when you graduate? Um, still looking for a full-time offer. Um, and I'm also uh, applying to grad school. So either one of those. But, um, I'm more so focused on Northwestern. Uh, that's the, the number one option. Uh, I went to their networking mixer at this year's uh, with this past year's NABJ and kind of met some of the the students. I met the dean and some of the people within the um, admissions department for for the school. So kind of seeing their experiences. Um, I talked to um, another past Rodent fellow who uh, who went on to to go to Northwestern for grad school. Uh, Ashton oh. got his experience. Oh, Ashton. Um, he was kind of yeah. So he was kind of recommending it very highly. And the experience that he had, so um, that's probably the number one option in terms of grad school. Did you apply yet, or like you're looking to apply? I just need my last recommendation letter. But and do they have like, a lot of scholar? Are you applying for like a scholarship? Yes. Is it full ride? Yes. Send that to me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I was kind of thinking about grad school originally, but I'm kind of off of it now. But I, I low-key feel like I need to get back on it because I don't think I'm completely ready yet to be in the real, real world yet. It's really scary. It's really scary, really scary. But um, yeah, I'm not sure where what the future holds. But I know whatever it is, you know, it's it's going to be great. All right, folks, that's all for today's episode. To our audience, thank you for tuning in to us for another year of the Fellow Podcast. We'd like to give a very special thank you to Kimberly Jarvis for all of the hard work that she does. Um, we'd also like to give a very special thanks to Parker Owens and the ESPN Digital Audio Content Team. You can get all the Roding Fellows podcast episodes and HBCU podcasts by subscribing to the Anscape listening tab of the ESPN app. Make sure to join us next time for another HBCU podcast. And don't forget to go on the Anscape website and look at the latest news and insights.